Hello, it's Edson Michelle here. I thought I'd give you a little disclaimer before this week's episode. We are tackling some sensitive subjects such as racism and bullying, which may be triggering for some of our listeners. If this is something you'd rather skip, then we start talking about that just after we finish talking about Kate in Wimbledon this week. And that's in the Royal News a lot later on in the show. And after editing this episode, I sort of put this little part in because we talk about the racism within football, specifically regarding scenes at Wembley Stadium for the European Football Championships with England versus Italy. And we talk about football hooliganism within this and those incidents. I don't think it's made clear within the podcast and the way that I've edited it that I mean a small section. So if it sounds quite generalized, I thought I'd put this little disclaimer in now just to give you a heads up that I actually mean a small subsection of fans. So the official stuff's over and done with. Let's get on with today's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you in the main show. A grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's let's keep up with the Windsors. Hi and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Welcome. Hello everyone. So we've had an interesting week with lots to cover this week, haven't we? Yeah, it's been uh, lots and lots of stuff to cover. Really, really exciting stuff as well. Yeah, and really exciting. And last week we were talking about our trip to Kensington Palace where we saw the Diana Princess of Wales wedding dress the infamous dress and we actually put up a um, poll on Instagram asking you the royal community whether you liked the dress or not and 44% said yes and 56% said no which we were surprised about wasn't we I honestly thought no would be a lot higher (laughs) (laughs) me too but then again I guess that's just a confirmation bias isn't it you just want people to think the same way as you (laughs) But for me, it's a complete. <laughs> but, you know, each to their own. It is. It is a style, isn't it? So yeah, and I think it's an iconic dress. So people, even if they don't particularly like the style, they'll say yes because they like the history behind the dress. I think we also need to be very plain in saying it's a beautifully made dress. It really is beautifully made. Yeah, it's just not my style. Yeah, the craftsmanship. You can't fault that. Um, yeah. but it's not something that I personally would choose to wear. If you want to come on over and follow us, it's at Keeping Up With The Windsor's pod on Instagram. And thank you so much for being here. So without further ado, let's get on with the Royal Roundup. Last week, we were saying that Prince William was going to attend a charity polo match, which we did, but we didn't actually get a lot of coverage on this, did we? We just saw a few pictures of him riding the horse and that was about it. I don't want to say I was disappointed, but I was disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, to see a lot more of William this week. Obviously, we did later on in the week, but we haven't seen him in a, in a charity polo match for a while. No. So yeah, a bit um, shameful. And I noticed on Instagram, there was a few people that were um, lusting after Prince William, (laughs) should we say? Oh, behave yourselves. He's the future king. (laughs) 
<laughs> Someone's been working out over lockdown. <laughs> the guns are back. Well, you, you had the gun. I was just going to say the guns were out during the coronavirus jab. <laughs> Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall were in Wales and they finished their tour this week. And with Charles as patron, he visited the Glamorgan Cricket Club to mark their 100th anniversary. And they finished Wales Week with a quick pint at the pub in Newport that has benefited from the Prince's Community Service Grant from the pubs in the hub initiative, which was launched in 2001. I love this because during lockdown, they transformed one of their log cabins to support the community by selling like loaves of bread and milk and butter and that type of thing, like just local supplies. Mm. Yeah, like the basic essentials. I really thought it was nice for him to pop in, have a pint, see the log cabin and to, you know, say congratulations on a really well done um, initiative to support the community. Although he um, doesn't really know how to pull a pint well, does he? Because if you saw the video, oh no, it was looking a bit flat. I mean, I don't like beer, but even I could tell, I was like, oh, that does not look good. <laughs> And do you know what we've got we've got a tree believe we've got the plaque attack we need something for pulling a pint because he always seems to be pulling the pint somewhere don't he <laughs> he loves a pint and he always takes a sip as well we still need to come up with some really good taglines for these royal occasions anyway moving on we also had prince charles presenting new colors to the parachute regiment in colchester this week and we got to learn about charles's parachute drops 50 years ago when he trained as a jet pilot in the royal air force i didn't know this Rach. did you know this about him well i knew he was in the army <laughs> the crown <laughs> <laughs> blasphemy <laughs> it's a drama it's not the truth <laughs> Yeah, so from what I've seen from the crown, <laughs> I knew that he, that he had um, been in the army. But I didn't really know that much about his um, military career, to be honest. Yeah, there were some really amazing pictures on the Instagram this week of Prince Charles in his parachute gear getting ready. And I thought to myself, God, that gear doesn't look safe. And then you think, well, 50 years on, <laughs> obviously it was safe. <laughs> but, you know, 50 years on, we've come so far with technology. You know, Richard Branson's just gone up into space, hasn't he? Um, in a rocket. Yeah. I don't know how else you'd get into space, you know. <laughs> but yeah I think it was something there's always these little snippets of information especially with Prince Charles and it it really surprises me yeah I think he's um a bit unexpected sometimes isn't he because we've always known about Prince Charles but I think personally for us especially since doing this podcast we've found out so much more about him that we wouldn't have known previously yeah We've also had Camilla, patron of the Children's Hospice, Helen and Douglas House in Oxford, pay a visit, meet with the family, staff and volunteers. She told them, I just wanted to thank all of you, all of the staff and the volunteers and all the parents and families, because I know how hard it is for them. But somehow this place has a way of uplifting you. It's a really special place. Again, another patronage for Camilla that I absolutely love. Mm. These, are, these are children who are going through a really tough time so I hope she brought some you know sunshine and happiness to them in some way yeah most definitely and again for Prince Charles this week he paid a visit to the European headquarters of Goldman Sachs 
as they lead the way in substantial finance. And they have made a 25% reduction in annual CO2 emissions by bringing all their colleagues together under one roof. And he unveiled a plaque. Black attack! <laughs> Marking the visit. <laughs> now, he had a lot of stick for this engagement, if you have a look at the comments on his socials, because we know with the financial crisis, Goldman Sachs, how how um sustainable are they how how ethical are they as a finance company so there's been a lot of talk over there about about that what do you think about sustainable finance rach i didn't even know it was a thing to be honest (laughs) like how yeah like how can you make finance sustainable Mm, yeah you know obviously the way they're doing it is moving it forward but yeah i'm I, to, to be totally honest, when I did see this on their social media, I just thought it was a bit of a weird visit. I didn't fully understand it. I was like, why? I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand. I was yeah. like, why has he gone there? I actually, I felt the same way. I actually had a visceral response, like, oh my goodness me, no. And then I thought, he's got to start somewhere. The change has to start somewhere. And if that's where the change starts, and if that's the buzzword they want to use, sustainable finance, then let them get on with it as long as they're doing something rather than nothing at the moment. They're obviously not doing enough. They could do loads more, but it's a start. And I think maybe that's what Prince Charles sees, the fact that there is a start there. And maybe by him supporting that, it might lead the way for other companies who have a lot of power, a lot of money to, you know, change their ways in some, you know, whatever. But that's how I felt about it anyway. So we also had more investitures this week from St. James's Palace, which were given by the Princess Royal and Prince Charles. Yeah, and two royals have been out and about with um, some seaworthy engagements. So we saw the Earl of Wessex. He was in Portsmouth as Honorary Commodore-in-Chief of the Royal Fleet Auxiliary. And the Princess Royal went to Plymouth to visit the aptly named Princess Yacht, giving their apprenticeship programme the Princess Royal Training Award. Now, when I wrote this, I actually asked you, Rach, did you know the Princess Royal had an award? And we were like, uh, first thing we're, we're hearing of it. And then I looked in. Like, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I Googled it. And I was like, wow, this is an award given to companies who have exemplary training and apprenticeship schemes. And obviously, this has been awarded to Princess Yachts by the Princess Royal. So, yeah, again, we're learning something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we also heard this week that Meghan and Harry's company, Archwell, are creating an animated series for Netflix called Pearl. And Pearl is on a journey of self-discovery as she tries to overcome life's daily challenges. I mean, this sounds really fun. It sounds really, I think, right on the pulse, actually, for Netflix, because they do want to extend their family-friendly entertainment. So it seems like it's going to be a children's slash young adults animated series. But I mean... We'll keep you updated as it comes out. And I'll definitely watch it. I'll see what it's all about. Um, Yeah, so watch this space. We also had a joint engagement from Camilla and Charles where they attended a dinner for the Elephant Family Charity. It was lovely. And obviously, we've seen a lot about the elephant family over the last month or so. Uh, we've got the Latana elephants being on display. And now we've got a lovely dinner, which I'm guessing is to raise money or awareness for the charity. And also this week from Camilla, there was a video on her Duchess of Cornwall's reading room. And did you see this, Michelle? 
Was she walking through um, Highgrove Garden? Highgrove. Oh, I just really want to visit that garden. It looks delightful. Do you know when you like close your eyes and think of an English garden? She was right there. Yeah, she was right there. And I actually, I really loved what she was wearing in that video. Mm. She was wearing a really casual dress, but it just, yeah, just looked really peaceful and calm and serene. And I just thought, yeah, I'd like to read a book in that garden. I'd love to read a book in that garden. I'd like to read The Secret Garden in that garden. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Go exploring in that garden. (laughs) We had the whole of the Royal Socials this week sending good luck messages to the England squad ahead of the finals of the European Championships at Wembley Stadium. And did you see on Princess Eugenie's Instagram story, she um, had August in a England onesie, like a little sleep suit thing. Did you see that? Oh, it was so cute, wasn't it? So adorable. Yeah. Just so you can get like the vibe of this week, England didn't win, but we'll talk about more in the Royal News, won't we? Yeah, 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 definitely. There was, there's been a massive hype this week, lots of sporting events, which is what we're going to keep for the Royal News. Um, there's been lots of attention. I felt the tension this week. Did you feel the tension mm. within the community? Like, oh my God, this is coming up. You know, we're in the finals of the Euros. The Wow. I mean, come on, Rachel and I are not big sporty people. So we're like, whatever. I mean, were you interested in it? Did you watch it? Um, I watched the first... Um, 10 minutes and then I had to go home because I was at my mom and dad's and my brother was just getting way too over the top about it so that was my time to leave <laughs> and it helped it helps that England scored within the first five minutes but um, obviously they didn't win so no. so talking of sport let's move to the Royal News where it's been a royal week of sporting occasions and yeah let's get on with the Royal News <laughs> Okay, so we're going to start with Wimbledon and Princess Beatrice attended with her husband, Edo, looking absolutely beautiful in a self-portrait polka dot dress and her cute baby bum. Yeah. And everyone was kind of thinking, is she five to six months now? Like, you know, she's she's we'll see it often. But when we do see her, it's like, bam, I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought she just looked um, really serene, didn't she? And she was soaking up all the uh, atmosphere of Wimbledon. It was just really nice to see her. But of course, the big draw was Catherine and William attending the women's Wimbledon final on Saturday. And Catherine was there wearing a green Amelia Witzer dress and white stilettos. Now, you know how much I love Kate style. Yeah. But... I've got to admit, I wasn't a fan of the shoes. I loved the dress, but the shoes, I I don't know if it was because it was the tennis and, you know, all whites at Wimbledon, but didn't give me the wow factor with the shoes. I've got to admit. I definitely think it was white for Wimbledon and she had this beautiful dress on and then it was like the lawn, green, tennis, (laughs) white, you know. I think she just dressed appropriately for the brand colours of what she was representing. But they're very plain shoes. She's worn better, but I think she looked brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Um, And there was a bit of um, controversy because I don't know if you saw this video, Michelle, but as they were coming into the Royal Box, um, people started clapping and cheering. And the actress, Priyanka Chopra, was there. And it seemed like she snubbed them because as they walked in, she kind of looked away. As we know, Priyanka is a friend of Meghan's. Yeah. So was it a snub? Was it not? Mm. What do you think? 
I, I mean, I have to put my own, if it was me, if my friend had been on a TV show and said that these people had perpetuated um, hurtful uh, or perpetuated a system that was potentially harmful to me, well, was harmful to Megan with um, perpetuating racism throughout the news, then yeah, I would snub them. I would as my friend because I'd be more loyal to my friend than I would trying to go mm-hmm. with the crowd. Does that make sense? Because a lot of people in, in Wimbledon would have been clapping. And maybe this was a very public way of saying, I'm I'm with Megan mm. on this. But then why are you sitting in the royal box? <laughs> because mm. that's the case. Don't don't come to an event and sit in a royal box, which I think you have to be invited to go to. So I think um, she was invited. She was with one of her friends I was reading that invited her. Um, obviously knew that Catherine and William were going to be there. So I think maybe next year, just don't sit in the royal box if you feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, though? I feel like if that was me and it was my friend and she was part of the royal family, I'd be like, I deserve to be here. I don't. I mean, the the way she did it, if it was a deliberate snub, she just, you know, mm. she knows obviously that the cameras are going to be on her because it's William and Catherine walking in. So just sit there. You don't have to like turn your head away. It's not like they would have had a conversation after anyway, I don't think. So moving on to Sunday, Catherine attended with her father, Mike Middleton. And again, she was wearing a beautiful dress. And this was by Balula London and Aldo Shoes. So she was mixing high end with high street. And this was my favourite look from her of this year's Wimbledon. I think this dress was one of my favourite dresses I've ever seen on Catherine. Mm. I absolutely loved it. And if I had all the money in the world, I would wear it. I loved it. £645. Well, to be honest, I thought it was going to be in a 3000 mark. So actually, it's not too bad. Mm. You know, as, as expensive dresses go. <laughs> yeah, it just looked really streamlined and tailored. And I, yeah, again, I absolutely loved this look. It was just a pure Catherine style icon moment for me. So they watched the men's wheelchair singles final. And then they went on to watch the big match of Djokovic v Berrettini on centre court. And I actually watched this match and I don't, I've got to be honest, I don't really know a lot about tennis. It can go on for blooming hours. <laughs> hours. It's a bit like Quidditch. You're like, just find the snitch, just get over it. I was like, hang on a minute. Time's getting on. She's got to be at Wembley for the football soon. Come on. <laughs> Could you imagine if she's like, oh, toodaloo, I need to go. <laughs> Bye. Have a good one. See you later. So what was significant about this day? It was the last time that the Duke of Kent, who is president at Wimbledon, was going to be handing out an award because he is retiring from Wimbledon. And just to give you like a bit of um, backstory behind the Duke of Kent's involvement, his presidency is actually inherited from his mother, Princess Marina, Duchess of Kent, who in turn inherited it from her husband. So when he passed away, it went to her. And then when she passed away, it went to the Duke of Kent. And the the Duke of Kent made his first appearance as president at Wimbledon in 1969 when he presented Rod Laver and Anne Jones with their trophies. And since then, His Royal Highness has been a constant face at the championships, presenting the trophies to the winners each year. And he actually carried out this role alongside his wife, Catherine, the Duchess of Kent, who we've mentioned a few times on the podcast, until she retired from the role in 2001. So the Duke wrote about his um, family's connection and he said, for my wife and I, 
to have shared even in a small part of the triumphant highs and agonising lows of Wimbledon's champions and competitors has been a privilege. And he was, um, as a token of his thanks, Wimbledon presented the Duke with a special presentation to mark his many years of service to the uh, tennis club. And he was given a replica of the men's single trophy for him to keep. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, and not only was Catherine in attendance, but there were several members of the Kent family, including his two siblings, Prince Michael of Kent and Princess Alexandra, and also two of his three children, the Earl of St Andrews and Lady Helen Taylor. So nice bit of family support there for him on his uh, last outing as president. And it's also been confirmed that Catherine will take over the role as president next year. So there's a difference here between patrons and, and presidents. So if you have a patronage, it means you put your name to something and you you are back in it, but you don't actually have a day-to-day role in the charity or the organization whereas when you're president you actually have more of a hands-on role with the decision making the organization or the charity takes you can tell that Catherine loves tennis and so I think this is going to be a really good presidency for her to take on board I think she'll just hold the patronage and the presidency at the same time I, I don't know whether actually the patronage just disappears at that point that's something I don't know Uh, But it'll be nice to see over the coming years what happens with her as a president and what role she actually takes within that. Moving on from Wimbledon, we now move on to the football. I was going to say yay, but I'm like, oh, (laughs) it was a yay because it was like, you know, our royal coverage was brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, again, yay, because we got not only William and Catherine, but we've got little Prince George again. who looked so cute in his suit. And there was just so many great moments from this. As I mentioned previously, the high of England scoring within the first five minutes. Well, it was two minutes, wasn't it, Rach? It was like two minutes and they scored. Yeah, they did. I I want to do a very fickle thing and say I love a statement earring. And Catherine's red statement earrings, I was loving. Absolutely loving. Just remember, she was at the Wim- she was at Wimbledon that that day, and then she had to go to Wembley the, the evening. What a wonderful sporting occasion for the whole day! Wow, just like she must have been on like cloud nine the whole day. Most definitely. Now, what was great about this was let's like move aside Prince George for the moment, and let's talk about Prince William's reaction oh. because that was just epic. Yeah. So as we know, he's the president of the FA, a massive football fan. He supports Aston Villa football team. And obviously he was there as his role as president, but great for him to be there as an actual fan of the game. His reaction was priceless. The way he jumped out of his seat and you could literally see him yelling, yes, come on, boys. (laughs) Yeah. It was so epic. And then you saw like little Prince George jump up. And then William and George had a little hug. Then George turned to his mum and gave Kate a hug. And it was just, oh, it was just so good. I must have watched that 20 second video clip 
about a hundred times. I would say I'm more addicted to the Catherine and William 10th anniversary video, <laughs> the, the Vogue meets Tatler meets Waitrose Bowden video. Uh, but this is my close second. I've watched it so many times. I keep watching. I look at Catherine. Then I'm looking at George. Then I'm looking at William. Then I'm looking at them all together as, as a family. Oh, I can't get enough of it. I just love it. Oh, it was so epic. And I think um, what's great about the clip is as they're like coming down from the high, you see Prince George is kind of like, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like finally, like we can relax. They've got a goal in there. But then obviously that joy turned to sorrow. It did turn to sorrow. <laughs> it was a very nail-biting yeah. as it went down to penalties. And this is when England lost. And there was a picture of George and he just looked so crestfallen. Aww. I felt so sorry for him. Just like any any other little kid going to watch their team. I was yeah. just like, oh, bless him. Yeah. Bless him. But what marred the occasion was that because England lost... And all the guys that missed the penalties are black players. And the amount of online abuse that they got after was disgusting. Yeah. It was so bad to the point where William actually released a statement, didn't he? He did, yeah. I don't know whether you noticed this, Rach, but they William didn't actually put this statement up on Instagram. It was on Twitter. And he said on Twitter, I am sickened by the racist abuse aimed at England players after last night's match. It is totally unacceptable that players have to endure this abhorrent behaviour. It must stop now and all involved should be held accountable. What do you think? My first reaction was good for him. Like As the president of the FA, it doesn't matter who, if he's a royal or not, he would have had to have put out some sort of statement because if these guys had won the Euros, these lads that are taking the penalties, they would have been heroes. But because they lost, the one thing people attack is the colour of their skin. On the other hand, a lot of people were saying, well, mm. you're saying this about a football team. Shame you couldn't say that about Megan. Yes, he's never come out publicly and defended Megan, but is it his job to defend her? She has a husband. And maybe as her husband, maybe Prince Harry could have done more. When William did the statement as the president of the FA, he did it, like you said, as the president, but also talking to a very particular sector of people. And football is very... Brings out the best, um, but it also brings out the worst in people. And this is one of the reasons that I don't like watching football, because afterwards, England lost and... England fans were attacking Italian fans just because Italy won. It's just it's just so bizarre that this is over a sports game. Yeah, I mean, I remember doing it in sociology in A-level and there's a culture of hooliganism. And also, have you ever seen the film Green Street? No. It's about like people just go to the football and then afterwards they meet in an alley and have a fight. Just to get like their aggression out. Like the main thing to note is the racism and the hooliganism within football is a very small subsection of football fans. But unfortunately, that small section is causing such a massive problem within the culture of football that is spoiling it for everybody else. William should have um, come out and, and said the press and what they're saying actually no I think the royal family should have put a statement out and said we stand by Megan through the racial slurs and abuse that she's getting through 
publications and such and such. But that doesn't mean it's okay. It doesn't mean that what they're doing is okay. And I think what we want as a society is for the power, people in power to actually say, you can change this by actually sticking up for Megan when you should have. And now stick up for the footballers when you should have. And Will has done that. William has done that this week. And what makes me think is your people are like, well, you should have done with Megan. Yeah, he should have done. And maybe this is him learning. Maybe this is him evolving. Maybe this is him growing. But I also think he should actually say, I and come out and just say it. I should have said this when it was happening with Megan. And I'm sorry that I didn't. And I get your point on that, but I have to I have to disagree with that. I don't think it's William's place to say anything. I know over the years that Harry, um, especially when he first started dating Megan, I never actually saw any racist remarks about Megan. Obviously, the last few years. Well, the reason you wouldn't see any racist remarks, Rach, is because you don't read those publications. The publications that are actually made for those racist football fans. Yeah. There is there is a target market out there. We are not part of that target market because we, we don't buy those newspapers. We don't read those things. But it doesn't mean they're not out there. Oh, yeah. No, I know that. I know that they're out there. But... I stand by, I don't think it was William's place mm. to say, to, you know, to, to say anything about Meghan. Mm. Um, if anything, you know, when they first started going out, Harry did put out a statement saying he did, that he yeah. wouldn't put up with the press intrusion and the racist remarks from any of any publications and that he would take legal action, which they have done throughout the years. So I, I don't think it's his place, but I think that angered a lot of people because it was him saying you know we're not going to stand by this but then people a lot of people were like well you didn't do that for your sister-in-law there was a tweet I saw that tweeted the lyrics of Michael Jackson's man in the mirror underneath William's tweet basically saying if you want things to stop you've got to step up and 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 make a change in the mirror yeah make a change and oh it's just one of those rock and a hard place situations, isn't it? Because he's damned if he do, he's damned if he doesn't. Now, I think what the public are wanting from the royal family is something that the institution is stopping them from doing. And that's actually speaking for things when they're wrong and saying that's not right. This should happen. This is not right. This should happen. It's, it's so hard. It's, it's, it's a really difficult thing. And it's, it's such an important debate to have because I think at the moment, in this country in particular, this has stirred this up. It stirred it up. And I think Meghan and Harry started the rhetoric around racism and institutions. And now we're seeing it in another institution. We're seeing it in sport. But what, what's underpinning that is this racist subculture within the UK. Um, I don't know. I have no answers. I, I don't know how you change that. I don't know how we move forward from that. It's just really sad because what was an exciting experience has become sour. Honestly, just a a despicable way of representing England as English fans. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should. But what angered me was that it then turned onto Prince George. Yeah. And he was getting a lot of hate online. This kid is seven years old. He's at that age now where he could go online himself and he could type in his own name and he'd be able to see any of these comments. Yeah. 
Yeah. For doing what? For being a football fan? For, for wearing a suit when, yes, he's a kid, maybe he should have worn a football shirt. But he, again, like we said last week, was there in an official capacity as the son of the president of the FA. Yeah. You know, it's nobody should be getting online abuse. And it's actually disgusting that things like that still happen. Mm. How can you abuse a child? It's just wrong. And there's just so many people out there with hate in their hearts. I just don't understand it and I never will. I'd seen on a few fan accounts and I'd contacted a few people and I said, where is this information from? Regarding it said that Catherine and William were not allowing the children to go into public domains anymore, maybe only trooping the colour and the Christmas walk at Sandringham. We don't get them any other time. The, the Prince yeah. George at Wembley was a one-off because he is obviously a football fan. Any kid would beg his dad to take him to the football, especially, you know, a big match like the England game. So I've said this before, I'll say it again. Don't believe everything that you read in the tabloids, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless it's come directly from Kensington Palace themselves and they put out a statement and said our children will no longer be in the public domain mm-hmm. don't believe it that's that's all I would say take everything that you read in the tabloids with a pinch of salt and I think that's why mainly on this podcast we only talk about the things that have come directly from the royals social media accounts we don't really talk about what has been written in the press because it's always just rumors isn't it always and I- I think we find that quite difficult with having this podcast because we have to try and check our facts as much as possible. But sometimes there's so little to go on because most of it's hearsay, most of it's just speculation. And we really have to take it back to this bare bones and say, what do we actually know? And then what are our opinions about it? So even when you're listening to this podcast, don't take our word for verbatim, make your own minds up about things, you know, do your own research and, um, just take it as one extra bit of source of information but not the source of information and to do that with every everything within this world because so many people are out there with their own intentions some pure some not so pure um you just don't know you don't know um what you're getting yourself into so i think go with caution go with caution with any of the the information you get and, and you know where that source has come from and to end on a lighter note next week we have prince george's eighth birthday to look forward to so i'm hoping we'll get a new photo of him for his birthday so we have seen him recently at the football so i don't know maybe we'll get another picture of him in an england top who knows yeah that would be really nice. I mean, to be honest, I think this was the, the 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 icing on the cake to see him this week. I'm so happy that he had a good time at the football. Yeah, he left in a somber mood. I think most English, well, all English fans did anyway. But to be there, I mean, he even had Tom Cruise a couple of steps away from him. <laughs> you know, that got Tom Cruise was everywhere this week, wasn't he? He was he was at Wimbledon as well with Kate, wasn't he? Yeah. So we had Tom Cruise. I mean, he's rubbing shoulders with uh, loads of celebrities, but you know, 
is Prince George turning eight. We hope he has a wonderful birthday, but we will be covering that in next week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. So thank you so much for listening today. We had a jam-packed, sports-packed episode today. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. And you can also follow us at Keeping Up The Windsors Pod over on Instagram. Brilliant. Well, we hope to see you on Instagram and see you here next week on Keeping Keeping Up up With The Windsors. Windsors.